Welcome to Sea Limits. I'm Kevin. And I'm Ann. And we're recording this show on October 19th, Tuesday, mm -hmm. a very cold Tuesday. It is freezing. Or kind of snuck up on us. Mm -hmm. It's more than sweatshirt weather now. <laughs> yeah, it's it's bordering on time to turn the heat on. But you know what? We're going to hold out to the 31st. Are you just teasing me? <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was going to tell me I could turn the heat on. Nope. But the Red Sox... Mm -hmm. Well, they're heating up. They're heating up and they're heating up this house. So you yeah, just have to, that's good. That's, you just that's, have to mentally, you know. Mm -hmm. This is true. It's It's been exciting, I will say. It's been, yeah. it's been a lot of fun watching the games. And, you know, I have, I'm very, I have high expectations. Yeah, I think they'll get through the Astros. So I had high expectations for the Patriots, though, too. Kevin, they're the so. hot team right now, that's for sure. And it's the right time of year to be hot. Mm -hmm. So the Patriots, not so good. It's an exciting game. It was a very exciting game. Disappointing. I thought Mac played well, but, you know, I don't know. Defense is a little questionable in some of the calls. I digress, so that's let's get into some Quincy issues. That's where Kevin's heart is with all the sports. <laughs> okay, Quincy issues. Quincy issues, Ann. I'm ready. School committee last Wednesday. Mm -hmm. I guess there was a, a letter mm -hmm. read in open forum from a group of parents that sort of hit a nerve with the mayor. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's it's regarding negotiations for the teacher's contract. Mm -hmm. So why don't we play that? Um, I generally don't respond to, and, and I know that's the policy, um, to comments at open forum, but I, I'd like to make a couple of comments on the negotiations. Um, and it, it's very difficult, as 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 we all know, we we negotiate in good faith, we follow the law. Um, but, but I can't say that it happens on both sides. And it gets very challenging because not only the letters that are read here, but I get calls. I run into teachers. I run into parents across the city, as all of you do, and bring up this issue. Um, and I, again, I got to be careful because I'm wading into territory where I could get a call tomorrow from, from the state saying I am violating. But uh, I don't know that the, the leadership of union really has been uh, acting in good faith. And... and and I, and I say that in, in a way that I, I challenge them back a little bit. And, um, and I've said to anyone that's raised the issue with me without getting into negotiations, at the end of the day, the school committee has to vote on it. It's not a decision individually by the mayor, but that I would suggest, and I've said to everybody that I believe the school committee would settle tomorrow with the teachers union with the same numbers as every other union in the city has received. Uh, so I think it's disingenuous for them to be touting the zero and the one point uh, two five because that's part of a process that has to go. It's a, it's a game that's played. I, I you know I talk to anybody individually out there that wants to talk about it, but there's a game when you get in a negotiation. There's certain rules, uh, and you got to play along that game. So yeah, so so you really are not supposed to comment. When open the way open forum works in school committee is uh, in it's different now because they don't have they have letters that are sent in, so it's really. Um, letters that are being written in. And um, I guess the mayor was using his opportunity to kind of respond to a letter of parents that were writing in, but directed his comments to the union and suggested that negotiations are going on. And basically that is, it's, he's the one who's breaking the rules for negotiations. Um, it, it, you can say that it's the, the other side, but it was blatant that that was what was going on. And to suggest that, you know, the school committee or anybody else would settle 
for something that's not on the table makes the negotiations even more uncomfortable because he basically said the 0.125 and that he would offer a 0.3. But the thing is, is that none of us are privy to that and he shouldn't be discussing any of those things. Right. Yeah. And it's not a game. It's just, you know, that's the thing that's really bothersome is when you call it a game. Yeah. School committee person, Courtney Pertios Mm -hmm. had something to say about that. So why don't we play that clip? Mm -hmm. So I guess just kind of going back to the negotiating comments that the mayor made earlier, I, I guess I want to make it clear that the school committee members here are not, and you know, I may get in trouble for this too. We are not on the negotiating team. We are not, we have not been at the session. So it's, it's really difficult to hear these comments at the door, read these letters. Um, this is personal to me. I mean, these are our teachers and I'm frustrating to, I'm frustrated to hear it being called a game, the negotiations. I'm frustrated that we're, belittling the value of the QEA. It's our, it's, it's our teachers' union. It's the way that our teachers have a voice. And whether or not we agree with the leadership, whether or not we respect the leadership, you know, they're there for the benefit of our teachers who are there for the benefit of our students. So I guess I'm really uncomfortable with just leaving it that we're, whatever information is getting out there, I'm uncomfortable with the way that it was left, that the QEA is doing something underhanded. Because I, I, I don't believe that either. So I just wanted to say that. Thank you. I couldn't agree with the school committee member Perdios um, more. It's, it is not a game. It's, and it's really disturbing that it was described as that and to put, um, put accusations out there like that, that the administration was doing about that, about the, about the contract. And more importantly, when when negotiations are happening with the unions, it's really about both parties coming to the table so that the union feels respond, re- respected and the and the city that they work for or the towns that they work for also feel the same way that they're getting the price that they're paying for. And at the end of the day, when those things break down, Kevin, you know, there's no there's there's no winners there. The kids in the schools, they're in schools, the teachers are in schools, people aren't happy. You know, something has to give at some point. So you know, it's really disturbing what's happening. And this is just playing out all in the wrong place. So I know he came back and said that um, he wasn't disrespecting anyone and negotiating in good faith. They were being disingenuous because. Mm-hmm. I think he's suggesting they're being disingenuous because they wanted to wait until whatever's happened at the negotiating tables, we weren't there. The bigger problem that I have is that there was no school member there either. It was just the administration that was there. So it's their words against the administration's words. And none of us are, none of us will have privy to that. But the fact of the matter is, is that the negotiation sounded like they broke down. They stopped. It sounds like it was a zero one two five when it broke down. They haven't come back, and you know he's. I don't see what this. I don't understand. So zero one two five. He said he'll sell tomorrow for zero three. So it, wh- why even do that? I don't understand. Why? If why the other two unions or th- however many unions mm-hmm. settled for that, mm-hmm. why lowball them? I don't know. That's the that's what's happening in the negotiation. That's the game he's talking so about. So that, that creates like. Animosity right from the get go. Well, maybe you should have put a zero three in front of them <laughs> and called it a day. And say, hey, this is what I'm giving him. Yeah, so. I don't know. I think I think both sides have to come. And there's, you know, that's what he's calling a game. You know, they tell us what they want. You tell us, and we tell them what we're giving them, and they're just not having it. But the whatever the offers on the table is 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 not zero three. And it sounds like there was, the offer came out of the table at the school committee meeting, and you know, it hasn't settled as of today. It could settle tomorrow. I don't know. Right. But it's it hasn't. And quite honestly, I think what's really upsetting to families, to parents, to everywhere I talk, because I'm out knocking doors too. And what people are upset about is that there's a lot of COVID money sitting in the coffers um, of, of, of the city, and they could be using this for premium pay, premium pay for the teachers. There's Esther money that's at the at the school level. 
um, on the educational side of the house. And then there's um, opera money that are on the, on the city side. And that could go across the board to city workers, um, you know, DPW workers, anybody could get that pay. But if it was on the, on the school side alone, what you're talking about is if they got $25 million of Esther money, approximately, that would be if you gave a 1% raise to the teachers, it would be $650,000. And that wouldn't go against the bottom line of their pensions. It would just be like a bonus. And the same thing could be said on the city side, Kevin. But And that's what people are upset about. It's less about the negotiations. It's more about how COVID money is being spent and it's being bundled all together. There's a lot of criticism that are happening. And I know Emily Lebo mm-hmm. kind of exposed um, maybe that there there aren't school committee people on this negotiating staff. Yeah. So did Courtney Purdue. Courtney basically said that there's no school committee members. But yeah, she did yeah. ask. Yeah. Yeah, she did. You know, so, Courtney asked. She said there's none of us are there. And I think Emily asked um, who's on the negotiating team. Yeah. And it sounds like they go back. And I think this is a little slightly different, but they go back. And I, I bet it's the same for the this. Mm-hmm. They go back and report to the mayor. The mayor's not actively there. So he's a school committee person, right? Yeah. But he's not there. So the tricky part of this is that the administration, whoever the administration is, but the administration, this being the mayor, is the one who decides with them how the money's going to be spent, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's that's why typically there's there'll be a, the, the appointed body of the school committee. There'll be a member from the school committee on the negotiating team, too, so that everybody's being represented in that situation. Not just the administration. And in this particular case, for some reason, the school committee basically said so long as the mayor was at the negotiating table, they were okay with it. I'm not sure how they came up with that decision, but they came up with it. But it sounds like the mayor is not at the table, at least yeah. the way it was being played out at the school committee, and people can go and watch the whole thing. Um, it was suggested that pretty much you know, the superintendent was there, the assistant superintendent, a couple of principals were there, a couple of administrations from the leadership team was there, and then they report back to the mayor what's happening at the negotiating table. So, mm-hmm. And that is not in good faith. That's, that's, that's not, that's not how it typically is done. When you were on the school committee, you did a couple of these Mm negotiations, not you personally, but Mm -hmm. the body. Yeah. And were there school committee members on the negotiating team? Typically it would be, but the vice chair would be, it typically would make the decisions who was going to be on what team. But yes, every one of us represented a certain, um, certain body, whether it was the pairs or the custodial workers or the secretaries, every, every single one of us usually took a piece of the pie to be able to negotiate. And, you know, it went back and forth and you would sit and you would listen to both sides. You would bring back the information and you would make that decision as to, how, you know, you kind of knew what you had to do. And, and then you basically tried to get the best deal for everybody. Yeah. So I don't know what that's about. Mm-hmm. I don't either. I just, I think it's, I think it's the nerve that's hitting that's Courtney Purdue's, Courtney, um, Courtney Purdue's was pretty much upset because she's hearing at the doors too. And it's hard. It, we're all at the doors and we're being asked questions when we're at the doors. People are engaged and they want to know what's happening. If, if you're at a young family's house and they're upset about how their schools or teachers or things are happening, you know, there's all different sides to it. And quite honestly, you know, there's a lot of teachers who live in the city of Quincy, too. And they just want to be treated with respect. Right. Which I think that's pretty much anybody who works for the city. Right. So when you talk about, you know, COVID money and how it's being spent, you want to make sure that everybody's being treated fairly and respectfully because they all went to work every single day. So I know the other story this week came from city council, city council meeting last <laughs> night, and it was written about in the ledger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's quite a headline. Mm-hmm. Let a competent developer take over. Mm-hmm. Quincy councilors take aim at Fox Rock's latest plan. Mm-hmm. And I'll just read the first part of it uh, by Mary Whitfield. A lack of defined medical space or mention of affordable housing in the newest proposal by Fox Rock Properties to build in downtown Quincy has drawn criticism from city councilors who say the developer isn't living up to its end of the bargain that allowed it to build 
in the first place. Ward 4 City Councilor Brian Palmucci submitted several resolutions this week slamming Fox Rock for flip-flopping on plans and dragging its feet when it comes to developing the Ross Lot property off Parking Way downtown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I can tell you that that I am very much in support of. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, but Fox Rock has been the um, has been the the stand-in developer for the downtown. Went up and, and purchased the property up in the um, the Hospital Hill site with a reverter with promises um, that they were going to have an, an urgent care medical center down in the Ross parking lot. And they've changed their plans several times. And yep. in that last LDA in 2019, when the LDA was was voted on, yep, um, they they basically. You know, came in and said that there'd be no way there'd be an urgent care or an emergency room, but that there would be 250,000 square feet of a medical office building. Right. So, Councilor Palmucci mm-hmm. brought in two two resolves. Two resolves. So let's hear let's hear what he had to say. Uh, thank you. I think um, uh, to my fellow colleagues, if you've read the the uh, two resolutions, I think they speak for themselves. Um, but just to kind of put my feelings behind it. Um, in perspective, I, I really just, you know, patience is, is run out it, from my perspective on Fox Rock's development of the Ross lot. Um, it's been five years that we've been waiting for them to build in Quincy Center. Uh, if this development were a child, it would be in kindergarten already. It has been a long time. Nothing's been built. I read in the paper last month that they have yet again changed their plan. Uh, that's got to be at least the sixth or seventh time that I've seen them change their plan. Quite frankly, it's just a long time for Fox Rock to pick a plan and put a shovel on the ground already. Or, or they should just step aside and allow uh, a competent developer to take over. I, I, they've really shown that they're great at drawing pretty pictures of what buildings could look like, but entirely incapable of building. The city's giving them millions of dollars worth of land. And I don't know if the problem is incompetence or indecision or what with them, but we have nothing to show for it. Nothing to show for it. So that was Councilor Pamlucci. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, you were there. Yeah, no, I think I think he's he's airing his frustrations like many of us are feeling. We've been waiting for a long time. Things we've talked about on the show. We have been, you know, it, it's 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 refreshing to know that that, that we're going to be able to hopefully get a presentation. But, you know, we asked for it before and we haven't gotten it. And it's it's not unusual. <laughs> right. I know you you said some things in the meeting, too. You said the council has asked Fox Rock to come before the body and they haven't come. Mm-mm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, what I don't want to see happen is, you know, they, these are the types of things that, you know, you ask for them to come before you. They don't come. They waited another year and it plays out in the newspaper or plays out in planning board, plays out someplace else. And we're not getting the answers and not getting the expectations. And this is where it's really frustrating because, you know, again, we were expecting one thing. And in the paper, it showed a 20 story building and has none of the things that were actually signed off in the LDA. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and that's what needs to be accounted for. Yeah. So let me go through what was promised. Mm-hmm. Promised was 200,000 square feet of medical office space. I made a mistake. I think I said 250. So 200,000 square feet. Yep. 140 room hotel. Mm hmm. And 110 units of affordable workforce housing. Mm-hmm. And when people hear affordable housing, mm-hmm. a lot of people get scared. Mm-hmm. But affordable housing really is the average income in the city of Quincy is like $70,000. It's really for somebody who makes $70,000 to be able to afford to live in the community that they live in. 
So rather than having a $4,000, you know, $4,000 or $3,000 apartment, it might be something that's a little bit more affordable for that person who's making $70,000. They don't have to have five roommates. <laughs> right. And it's basically the fabric of this community, what mm -hmm. built this community, like mm -hmm. teachers and firefighters and police and hospitality know. workers yeah, and all of the other people. Yep. So, we're so not they building... can afford to live in this city. Basically, what we're doing, mm -hmm. I don't think we've put any affordable housing in any of these units. Mm -mm. We put it in a trust. Is that mm -hmm. what happens? It goes into a trust and then it doesn't get, you know, the only one down on the point, that's the only place that's ever been built that's affordable housing. Right. So basically, we're just trying to change we're... classes. I don't know what we're doing, but. Well, if we're building luxury apartments that people, that the average person who works in the city of Quincy cannot afford to live in, right. in the downtown. And we, and that was part of the LDA that was signed off and that I did not approve. It was, it was promised in the LDA that they would get that. And now they're saying they're going to put the money in the trust. Yeah. You have a good quote here. Mm -hmm. This is a complete change. I did not support the land disposition agreement, but this is a complete change. They've gotten two units in this and we've gotten nothing. We've gotten two land deals. <laughs> two land deals, basically. Yeah. But I sort of lost focus here. But they <laughs> they promised two hundred thousand square feet of medical office mm -hmm. building, and they're now they're just saying one hundred and fifty thousand square feet of office space. Mm -hmm. That's and a huge change. That's though. a big yeah. change. Yeah. Because at the time, according to this article and according to everything we know, mm -hmm. uh, Fox Rock Principal Jason Ward called the medical offices the anchor of mm -hmm. the future Ross development. Mm -hmm. And Mayor Thomas Koch said bringing more medical facilities to Quincy was a major goal of his administration. Mm -hmm. And it was the thing that locked everything in place. And now it's, you know, unlocked and yeah. can do whatever they want. <laughs> and even though it's 150 square feet of office space, and that's clear, mm -hmm. the mayor on some of his most recent podcasts mm -hmm. Him and, and Mark Carey, they say it's still medical space. Yeah. And then think today I heard on Joe Catalano's mm -hmm. podcast that now it's life sciences, maybe. Yeah. But it doesn't say that. Yeah. You know, that's called disingenuous. Yeah. If you really want to define disingenuous, that's disingenuous. <laughs> right. When you go into every different podcast or news outlet and basically keep saying that you're going to get something. And then when we don't get something, say, well, you know, it's a complicated plan. Yeah. Well, what's complicated is that we're not holding anybody accountable in the city of Quincy for what our expectations are, yet we give away everything. And, you know, no worries because these big developers will donate back yep. and to this, the big parties in Quincy. Right. And so the next one was a 140-room hotel. That went down to a 125-room hotel. Mm -hmm. And then, again, the 110 of, of workforce housing. And now it's 200, so more, of residential space mm -hmm. at market rate. Yeah, because they can make so more money. So you can't afford it. Yeah. So basically, they can make more money. Yeah. And it's a bigger building, too. So we're also going from 15 stories to 20 stories. It's it, Everything about what was signed off in the LDA has completely changed. And, you know, if they come back and they say 18 stories, it's still bigger than what they said it was going to be. Yeah, and every time they, it seems like, mm -hmm. when they do this, mm -hmm. they, of course, kind of dangle these others other spaces like, mm -hmm. like the Masonic Temple. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's going to be beautiful. And that's the second plan for that. Maybe At least a third. Maybe a third. Yeah. 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 Every couple of years it comes back. Yeah. You know, and the thing is, I want to remind everybody 14 years, one third done, and five years, nothing done. Right. Meaning Fox Rock has had five years to have this LDA in front of us and to have it signed off on, but they've been playing, playing with Quincy for five years in regards to. The Whitwell site, meaning the Hospital Hill site, and the Ross parking lot, about all the things they were going to deliver, and they've delivered nothing. Five years. That's what that's what Council Pamucci was suggesting. Yeah, and I think he compared it to uh, compared Fox Rock a little bit mm -hmm. to 
um, what was the other developer? Streetworks. Streetworks. Mm -hmm. That's pretty. Was pretty. Nobody wants that. (laughs) Yeah, nobody wants that. But it's it's really disturbing. And I think we said in our show too, like you know, Fox Rock. It's not like Fox Rock isn't doing things. They just they're they're working on the the um, Children's Hospital over in Weymouth, you know. But not here (laughs) in Quincy. Not here in Quincy because. You know well, what? Because there's no expectations. You know, you know, because basically, because nobody's holding their feet to the fire. Yeah, I think there's just too many projects going on in Quincy. There's too many hopes for desires for too many different things that they want to do. This administration has, you know, stretched themselves so thin that they don't even know which project they want to start first. <laughs> you know, which leads us to <laughs> the other story in the mm-hmm. paper today. This is going to be a long one, Kim. This is going to be a long one. And that leads to the other story in the ledger today. And I'll read you the headline on this one. It's complicated. Little progress made on plans for new Quincy Animal Shelter. Um, And I'll read the first part of that. That's also by Mary Whitfield. The city is still searching for a temporary place to house the Quincy Animal Shelter staff, volunteers, and furry friends when the city tears down the current location to make way for a new police station and plans to build a permanent home are still in limbo. Mm-hmm. Quincy Mayor Thomas Koch last fall said he expected construction to start on the new animal shelter in the spring of 2021, but no plans have been approved. And he said it's likely the city will have to go back before the city council to ask for more money mm-hmm. before any project can move forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Koch said the shelter will need to be torn down before a new one can be built. And that plan to find temporary shelter space in the meantime has been a real challenge. Yeah. Well, you know, this isn't like this This happened during COVID. <laughs> this was actually the, the animal shelter um, was before I was even on the city council. In 2019, I guess, plans for the new shelter were floated around. No, I was in the council in 2019. Oh, no, have- I think it was 2017. I think maybe that date is wrong. Yeah, right? it was 2017 that, the, that they came before the council. Um, and it was called the, the Taj Mahal for um, animal shelters, I believe. Not my my title. I think that was the title of somebody in the council titled it that. Uh, yeah. But it, it was but, something a county would build yeah. in like California or something. It had um, kitten cottages and <laughs> stuff. And people can't even afford to live in their own homes, you know, seniors. So Yeah, and, they can't even afford to rent <laughs> because there's no affordable housing. But, but but the bigger problem there, though, Kevin, it was 2017 that they got a partial amount to be able to, you know, to to start doing the plans and getting the site ready for an animal shelter in 2017. And it's 2021. And they now have to find temporary locations for the animal shelter. And they're coming back for more money because of COVID is, is kind of what they're saying in the paper. But you know, this is this is just a lack of poor planning on the administration's part. They didn't prioritize things. They have too many projects going on, and you know, they lost sight of some of the things that needed to get done. And now, because the the police station is um, being getting ready to be built, they're being forced to find temporary locations. Um, yeah, he was on Joe Catalano's show um, today. Mm-hmm. Um, why don't I want to play that for mm-hmm. you? Sure. Sure. We're going to build a new animal shelter, Joe. Well, the shelter folks want to know <laughs> want to know when. <laughs> yes, they do. I, ho- I hope we're in the ground by the springtime. Really? Okay. It's been, uh, it's been quite a process. Um, the, the land we chose is, is very challenging, so the, the, uh, the conditions, the site conditions and so forth add to the challenge and the burden. But uh, additionally, over the last year, the, the cost of everything has gone through the roof, so... 
Uh, we've had to go through it a couple of more times to see how we can make it as efficient as we can. Uh, but I do expect we're going to have to go to the city council for additional funding. Okay. I know the big delay is finding a place to put them while you're building the new shelter, right? The, yeah, indeed. It's, um, you know, I didn't think it would be this difficult to find an interim location. We even offered to rent out local kennels, but uh, for whatever reason, there's no interest there. So we'll hmm. we'll figure that out. But uh, hopefully we'll be in the ground this spring. The plan is to, because the, the market is so volatile, we're going to bid it first, get that real number, mm-hmm. and then go back to the council with the real number. Okay. So it will happen. It's just not as quick as you'd hoped. That's correct. But I, I think we'll be in the ground by the springtime. So um, that'll be great. It's not a it's not a huge building. It's not complicated mm-hmm. in the sense of the construction portion. The site work is complicated. So it shouldn't take long. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like he's blaming covid and the site, I guess, is a mm-hmm. challenge. Um, I guess the council approved half of their initial request, maybe. Something like that in 2017. Yeah. To fix the plans. Yeah, I think they move, use most of that for the road. <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe. But, but the thing is, this site, this site was always challenging. This site was the site that they selected. This administration selected this site. They should have done the research to make sure that they knew what the costs were to do this site. Yes. They were doing a lot of this stuff internally. You know, this so it is, sounds like they developed a whole set of plans based mm-hmm. on the site, and now they have to scrap because the site's too challenging, so they have to come up with another set of plans? I, the, the question is, we, nobody has seen it, but supposedly nobody. they're going out to bid for it. So nobody has seen – this was supposed to come back before the city council yeah. so we could see yeah, what they I were doing. I remember you asking for it, and yeah. they didn't – it's yeah. just like – So they were supposed to come back before the city council and show us exactly what they were doing, but now they're going out to bid it before they come back to tell us how much it's going to cost. And they've they've made it smaller is what they're suggesting, but then yeah. they then they come back and say the building's not going to be the hard thing to build. It's the site. But again, it's COVID related. It's there's a lot of excuses, and this just comes back to this administration has just you know too many irons in the fire. There's too many things going on. They were too busy going out using COVID money to acquire land acquisitions. Yeah, not to make paying. a new set of plans for another building or something. Yeah, so they can't they, even get the ones. The, these these are things from 2017. So in 2017, they were making commitments to 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 do this animal shelter it's 2021 and they're going to have to knock the building down and the animal shelter has no place to go and they can't even find a place to put them which is a bigger concern this is this is a catastrophe um and you know and it's created it's man-made it's not done because of covid and it's not the city council's fault and it's not the city it's the council's administration's fault. fault so when they come back with a new set of plans and they're they're even higher mm-hmm. Um, they're going to try to pin it on the city council. Well, they're going to try to pin it on COVID. And then they're going to try to say that you can't have any questions about it because we have to get it done because there's no place to put them. And that has nothing to do with them. But this has everything to do with them. It's It's their lack of vision, lack of ability to actually follow through on things, and their lack of ability to manage the projects that they have going on because they're too busy looking down the path to what else they want to have. Right. You know, and without any plans for those either. So let's just go acquire a bunch of properties and figure out how we're going to manage a marina and should we move a ship. Like it's it's just too much. I mean, it and, you know they'll say they're not doing it, but then you know and you know it, they'll find a way to do things that they want to do. Yeah. And don't worry. In the meantime, we're going to give an LDA to a builder and say that we're going to have the anchor be one thing, and then several years later say things change. Yeah. Well, when we first started with Streetworks, we were going to have box stores. Yeah. And then we were going to have all sorts of retail, but now people use Amazon. So really, I think the administration needs to catch up because Amazon has been around a lot longer than COVID. Right. <laughs> Sorry, so, I was talking fast that's there, That's okay. Um, <laughs> I got a little passionate. <laughs> no, that's good. 
But it sounds like, and it, he doesn't sound very convincing mm-hmm. that it's going to be spring of 2022 now. Well, seeing that <laughs> last year, he said it was going to be spring of 2020. Right. <laughs> so, so I guess we can kick this can down the road a little bit further, but we're going to have a problem because the eventually the um, the police headquarters is going to be developed and there'll be no place for the animal shelter. So, you know, it's a really sad situation because it's really it's really putting um, a group and the, the in the animals in the city of Quincy. Yeah, these people are a, very dedicated to those those animals and all the animals in Quincy. Yeah, and and honestly, it's 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 just really disheartening what's happening. Right. Guess what time it is, Anne? It's that time. What time is that? It's listeners' mail. We have one today from David. I guess he was watching the council meeting. <laughs> Hello, counselor. First, let me extend a hearty bravo to the city council for standing up to an obvious shell game. Mm -hmm. There's a real problem with Fox Rock's ever-changing plans, as noted in the Patriot Ledger article. The developer also agreed to build, and this is from the Ledger article, the developer also agreed to build a 200,000 square foot medical office, 140 room hotel, and 110 below market rate apartments on downtown Quincy property. Obviously, the situation is far from being simple. However, the sentence is accurate and characterizes the situation perfectly. Recall the uproar over BJ's intended change from the building facade that was presented in site drawings and artist renditions? It was like the world would stop spinning if the actual construction didn't adhere to the artist's representation. But here we are with Fox Rock delaying and changing plans at every turn. Mm -hmm. This isn't just about a building facade. We're a city of 100,000 people with no hospital or, or major dedicated medical center. We have no affordable housing being included in any of the frantic construction of apartments. Indeed, where is the latest iteration of plans? This has already gone through a couple diminishing versions of what might constitute a medical facility and currently a medical facility has been abandoned altogether. What we seem to have instead is Fox Rocks version of a medicine show. No medical facility, no affordable housing, no construction, full stop. The term mitigation should not be entertained. Don't let this company push the city around anymore. Mm -hmm. That is, um, those are all very true statements. And he's absolutely right that um, when BJ's was built, there was, it was an uproar. And we mentioned that. We did mention that on the show, but there was an uproar about that. And and, you know, that was the attention to detail um, this administration had back then has completely changed to today. And, you know, in this particular case, it's, you know, all, things are much more complicated for us little simple people to understand. Yeah. And this is the reason this is what we have to live with, because things are changing in the marketplace. No, nothing's changing in the marketplace. What's changing is the developer's decision as to what they can make more money off of the city of Quincy for. And we have no choice but to go along with it. Right. And I'm sorry, but. This isn't urban development. This is developers developing in the city, and we gave them the free pass to do that. And it was done by this administration. And in the meantime, every time their projects go off the rails, they just come back to the taxpayers and ask for more because, right. you know, and they'll blame it on COVID or anything else. But you didn't see them holding back the COVID money when it came to acquiring properties for new projects that will cost hundreds of millions of dollars in the future. Right. So don't be fooled, taxpayers. <laughs> yeah, and then he goes on. Um, in another matter, I'd like to give a shout out to Kevin Murphy and the crew from Building Maintenance who mm-hmm. have been doing a terrific job 
refurbishing the building at 50 Seville Ave. The house is almost finished and it looks great. It does look fantastic. And that's from David. Yeah. And a shout out to Kevin Murphy. He does do a great job. Yep. All right. That does it for listener mail. Mm -hmm. We have one announcement. We do. Yep. Um, so there's going to be a pumpkin spice festival. I just wanted to hear you say that. A pumpkin <laughs> spice festival. It's actually um, a lot of fun. So Just so you all know, I hate pumpkin spice. <laughs> but we love the pumpkin spice festival. <laughs> the Montclair Wallston Neighborhood Association will celebrate its 30th anniversary holding a, you know, pumpkin spicy whatever festival at Bishop Field, 108 Holbrook Road, abutting the Montclair School on Saturday, October 30th from 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. This fun-filled event will feature free activities for all ages, including balloon twisting, pony rides, a bouncy house, obstacle course, and touch a truck. Uh, Quincy Fire Department, Quincy Police K-9, Special Ops, and motorcycle units will be there. Brewster Ambulance, um, I guess, will be there. And Montilio's Wood Fire Pizza Truck will be there. That sounds good. With, and along with their pastries, cookies, and coffee. And then a beer garden will be there. And there better not be any pumpkin beer. Some people like it, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's by the Walston Hill Neighborhood Association. Also be a live musical performance from Peter Munt, Dylan McIntosh, and Quincy's own The Rudder Kings. You know who's in The Rudder Kings? Mm -mm. Former Counselor Kevin Coughlin. Really? I should know that. I'm I, so sorry, Kevin. I believe Kevin. that is I'm true. so sorry, Kevin. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing <laughs> and seeing it all. Well, I'm going to be there, so I hope everybody else will join us. And that will probably be your dinner that night, Kevin. So there, how about that? And I'll get you a pumpkin, I'll get you a pumpkin spice beer. Mm. <laughs> so I guess that does it this week on... City Limits. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. See you at the doors. Bye.